Hello and welcome to the Professional Motor Mechanic Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Nee, editor of PMM Magazine. In this month's issue of the magazine, we take a look at how engine oils are reducing emissions and explore why efficient timing belts are so crucial. As ever, this month's issue will reward you with one CPD credit to put towards your qualifications. So why not pop down to your local factor and ask for a free copy? Now, those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast, and I'm sure that's many of you, well, you'll know that last month, Freya joined me in the studio. and Together, we listened back to some of our inspiring chats that we had at Auto Mechanica at the trade show earlier this summer. Um, it was a joyful experience, I think. So guess who we have in the studio again today? Hi, everyone. It's great to be back here, and I'm so glad that you thought it was so joyful. I also had a great time. It was brilliant, Freya. I loved every second of it. <laughs> and uh, we learned a lot as well. I yes, think. absolutely. So Freya, tell us, who have you been out to see? Yeah, so I hopped up on a train to Birmingham to visit the lovely Louise Baker from Orlando. Because you don't drive, right? That's correct. Yeah, that but Freya? we're not exposing this on the no. podcast, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you went up to Birmingham and uh, you went to see a woman called Louise Baker. I yes. Believe. Yeah. Okay. Well, she has been in the magazine before, I yeah. think. Um, the name rings a bell. Yeah, she was um, She was in the magazine way back in 2017 and then okay. again in 2019. So right. it was great to have a catch up with her post-pandemic um, yeah, yeah, to absolutely. see how far she's come along. Because yeah. she used to be a mo- mobile mechanic and now she's got a garage that she works from. So Now she has a base. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's uh, a bit before my time. So what, what kind of things did you talk about then when you went up there? Well, without giving too much away, we spoke about her career and how she managed to come up with Womanic, her, her brand and her company and the barriers she's faced along the way and why she thinks more women should be mechanics. Okay, brilliant. Womanic, woman mechanic, is that the...? Yes, yeah. Right, okay, cool. Although you'll find out later that some people find it harder than that to pronounce but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we've had our own fair share of uh, hard to pronounce publications and whatnot so um yeah we, we're used to that um it's still quite unusual right to see a, a woman in the workshop um, am i am i being old-fashioned here no i i don't think you are at all uh, i'll touch on this later but whilst um the official statistic is that women make up about 20 percent of the automotive industry mm-hmm. it's probably a lot less than that that actually are in workshops Okay, so in the actual, in the workshop, at working, working on, as a technician. Yeah, working on cars, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear your chat with Louise. That'll be our main feature this episode. First, of course, we've got the news, and then we'll have a quick chat with our headline sponsor for the month, Borg Warner. Um, later in the episode, of course, we'll be hearing from professional motor factor editor Tom Henman. That's enough for me now. Um, let's head to Kirsty for the news. Amidst reports that the date of the 2030 ICE vehicle ban could be pushed back, the IMI is warning that the delay cannot be a free pass to delay investment in EV training. This comes as the institution reports a 10% drop in the number of newly qualified EV technicians, compared to the same period in 2022. The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, is celebrating after the High Court dismissed a legal challenge against the expansion of the capital's ultra-low emission zone. The zone will expand, as planned, on the 29th of August. The DVSA has paused its trial of the use of connected cameras in garages due to security concerns. This would have trialled the use of devices with built-in cameras to take a photo of a vehicle's number plate, 
removing the need to enter the number manually. Lastly, we'd like to invite all our listeners to attend Mechanics, the trade show for aftermarket professionals. Set to take place on Tuesday the 7th and Wednesday the 8th of November, the free show is returning to Sandown Park in Surrey. This year, industry charity Ben is making its Mechanics Seminar debut, providing insights into the health and well-being of those who work in the automotive sector. Make sure to register your free attendance at www.mechanics.info. That's mechanics spelt M-E-C-H-A-N-E-X. Thanks, Kirsty, and uh, thanks for giving Freya a break from the news this month. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be podcasting at Mechanics, right, Freya? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's loads of people there that we'll be very happy to talk to. So. Yeah, yeah, there's loads. We'll definitely have to catch up with uh, headline sponsor, Man and Hummel. Um, that'll be great to, to, to catch up with. And we just love a bit of podcasting on the road, don't we, really, Absolutely. Freya? <laughs> we love Kit it. it out. <laughs> now, before I let Freya take over for the main feature, I'd like to share with you my conversation with our headline sponsor for this episode, Borg Warner. I spoke to sales manager Oliver Starnke about dual clutches. Hi, Oliver. Uh, can you describe the Borg Warner Dualtronic clutch system? Uh, what is it and how does it work? Yeah, Dualtronic is um, the original component um, of a dual clutch transmission. Now. So first you need to know um, a little bit how the transmission works. Now. You have to think of it as two separate um, gearboxes in a single transmission case. Now. And that means one gearbox provides the old gear, the other gearbox provides the even gears. And each of these gearboxes has its own clutch. That means um, one clutch serves. It is a set of gears with a solid input shaft. Um, and while the other clutch serves, it's a set of gears. We are a second. Hello, input shaft arranged concentrately around the solid shaft. And by using separate input shafts, two gears can be engaged simultaneously. So one gear provides um, the output to the wheels and the next gear is pre-selected in readiness for a gear shift. To provide this function, Bokwana created a dual-tronic clutch system by combining um, two wet clutches in a compact module that runs in oil. So during the shaft gear, one clutch opens and the other closes within yeah, nearly milliseconds. This allows um, a change of gear ratio under load without interrupting torque or traction. Okay, so how do those technical features translate into advantages then for the Dualtronic? Compared to a um, dual tri-clutch, the dual wet clutch can handle much higher torque for more powerful vehicles. As the oil path is more efficient than the air as dispelling heat, the fast gear shifts without any um, interruption of power flow improves the driving experience. Especially for those with a more yeah, sporty driving style, the impression is of much more electric um, performance. And you have to know the modulation of the electro-hydraulic solenoids valves its turnable via the control module. So um, the shift points and the shift speed can be varied electronically. And the end effect, this allows a catering for different driving styles, different weather, or also different road conditions or special situations. If you're, for example, towing a trailer, it can also um, yeah, enable more dynamic uh, lounge characteristic. That means for a sport car, for example, 
um, the speed and efficiency of gear shift is far higher than a human driver could achieve. So in other words, there is no need to lift off the power during the gear shift than it reapplied. So no loose or momentum and wasted energy. What's the expected lifetime then of the Dualtronic compared to a traditional dry clutch? Compared to a dry air clutch where the friction material in the dual wet clutch is very low as it runs in oil. And the clutch life is mainly dependent on the cleanness of the oil. So um, the coefficient of the friction and the temperature profile stabilize a synthesis of the oil pollution. So, but if you maintain and following the recommendations, the clutch can at least um, take the lifetime um, of the vehicle. And high mileage or poor maintenance may uh, necessitate a replacement. And the good news is that um, Bob Warner makes original spare parts available to the market. So um, the independent repairers have now access to the same parts like the authorized dealers. And what are Borguana's best practice recommendations for fitting a dual clutch? Um, firstly, there are very uh, detailed procedures to follow when removing and replacing uh, the dual tronic model. So the job should always be uh, introduced to professionals. However, I can give you some, yeah, I would say more general tips how that might prove useful. Starting with that, that you um, never use impact tools to remove or refit fasteners from the flywheel. Clutch support and bearing or dual clutch cover. Always use hand tools and observe the recommended torque settings. That means take particular care when removing and refitting the snap ring from inside the primary shaft. It's a brittle and easy drop into the clutch module. And yeah, align the oil holes of the new clutch um, support beam before fitting, alternating them at yeah, 180 degrees from each other to ensure proper operation. And always use the supplied tool to fit the clutch module cover to avoid yeah, a destroying of the center seal. And apply a flywheel took before tightening the flywheel bolt sequently in a star sequence to ensure even clamping fissioning with the correct torque and further angle tightening where specified. And finally then, um, what should aftermarket customers look for in terms of quality and provenance when they're sourcing clutch parts? Bokwana is an yeah, original equipment supplier to the majority um, of the vehicle manufacturers. And with some parts vendors acclaimed product ISO equality, they are not actually recognized um, OE suppliers. So if the vehicle manufacturer hasn't approved a part for serious production, um, there is no guarantee that it will fit um, perfectly and perform as intended or provide the expected um, service life. Uh, with a new product range, genuine OE suppliers like us from Bokwana can make parts available to the aftermarket much earlier in the vehicle life cycle, as there is no additional um, development or testing work that needed. All of that yeah, was already done at the design stage. And also very important, any technical updates to the OE parts used in serial production are automatically applied to be sold in the aftermarket. And the know-how from the OE sector also becomes accessible to the aftermarket where technical or fitting advice um, is needed. And using OE parts returns a vehicle also to its factory specifications. Means giving the customer back the new car feel and the confidence that it will be reliable. As a last point, fitting genuine OE parts means accrued fit first time is guaranteed. 
which improves also the workshop throughput um, to maximize profits. Thanks, Paul Grana. Now, in the last few weeks, you might have watched a Lionesses World Cup game on the TV. Following the Euros win last year, the sport is gaining more and more coverage. Women's World Cup games now available to view on BBC and ITV. In fact, as I'm sat recording this, the team are currently playing their last group match against China and are 4-0 up, so fingers crossed for that. As a result of this celebration of women's football, many young girls have been inspired to take up the sport. With female representation in the automotive sector hovering at just 19%, we wanted to try and emulate this on the podcast by shining a light on female talent in the hopes of it inspire young girls and old women alike to pick up a spanner and get their hands dirty. So, in this episode, I travelled up to Birmingham to visit the very talented car mechanic Louise Baker, who runs a garage called Womanic. Hi, my name is Louise Baker. I run a company called Womanic here in Birmingham. I am a car mechanic. Uh, I do services, MOTs, general repairs and diagnostics. So the business came about in 2016. Um, I was working at Tesco's. Um, I was a manager there and then when I fell pregnant, I decided to step down as manager and I was stacking shelves and I found it mind-numbingly boring. So I decided that I should just start up my own and start working on cars. So I dreamt the name Womanic when I was asleep that night um, or that day because I worked nights. So when I was at Tesco's stacking shelves, I worked a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night. And then as I was developing Womanic, I would work... Tuesday daytime, Wednesday daytime, Thursday daytime, Friday daytime, then go to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So in effect, I was working eight days a week and yeah. I had my daughter who was just about to turn one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was full on, but it was worth it. And then as Womanic progressed and got bigger, I started to drop my days at Tesco. So then I dropped my Friday and then I just worked Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then the following year, I dropped the Monday and then I just worked the Saturday, Sunday. Then COVID hit and I just thought, sod it. If I'm going to do it, let's just do it and get it done. So then I dropped Tesco's on the head completely and went full-time into Womanic and never looked back. Yeah, and how did you develop the brand Womanic? Uh, I, I wanted something catchy, so I yeah. needed a, a catchy name and I wanted to... I mean, al- although no one can ever say the name correct, <laughs> I, I thought Woman Mechanic Womanic. Yeah, but and, they're like Woman Nick. Yeah, yeah, and then Woman, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for goodness sake... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, I just I went from there, and then I just wanted something a nice, clean logo. So I, I paid to have that um, developed, and they made me a logo which I loved. I knew I wanted purple. Don't ask me why; it's not my favourite colour. I just wanted purple. Pink and, was too obvious. Yeah, because yeah. I do think pink they just refer to as just you know, it's a girly colour. You yeah. know, as much as they're trying to get out of that sort of thing, and it's not pink and blue. I didn't want pink because as much as I am aimed at females, uh, I do have. The, probably the same male customers as well so it's not just females that attract males bring all the cars to me so yeah so i'm self-taught in everything i do so i'm self-taught in cars um i made, made my own website i made my own my own business cards i'm doing my own social media i do my own pr i do yeah. my own advertising marketing yeah. i pretty much do everything on my own um so yeah it, it's really full on and it gets a lot like this week is a lot and it can get a bit overwhelming but when i have a, a quiet day or like tomorrow i'll stack i'll step back and i'll just reflect over the week and i'm super lucky yeah you enjoy what you do i love what i do yeah what's do. your what's your favorite part of the job big question <laughs> my, my favorite part of the job is getting um a head scratcher that no one else can solve and then i solve it yeah so i've had a couple of them so i had a mini um 
I had a mini countryman in not so long ago. A good customer of mine, actually. She just bought it. I said, what did you buy that for? <laughs> um, but she brought the car. She, I think she got it from a decent, a reputable dealer. And every time she drove, so she'd drive off in the car. And then it, when she come back, it wouldn't start again. And she had it recovered. She had it took to a local garage. She had it took to Mini. Mini couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. And she phoned me. And she's like, Lou, I'm, I don't know what's going on. It's doing me in now. So I literally spent, I was watching Love Island. <laughs> and while I was watching Love Island, I was just doing a bit of research. And I found out that the relays fail. So I went around the house the next day and I was like, let's just try it. You know, yeah. I can literally just switch the relays. It's not costing you any money. She'd already spent like three, four hundred pounds having people trying to diagnose it. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> I, I switched the relays out and it didn't happen. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm sussed I can't believe yeah. it. So she went out and she, to this day, it's not failed. I managed to get, I went to a mini Got a new relay. They happen, they happen to have one just lying around. So I had that off them. I think it cost her 20 quid. Nice. And it was done. Yeah. And I was, I was buzzing. What would you say your biggest obstacles have been getting into the trade? Well, so I've been doing this since 2016 now. So what's that? Eight years. Yeah. Something like that. When I first started out, um, getting my traders policy insurance was probably the hardest thing that I had to go through just because so many people take advantage of lying, basically, by saying they have... Uh, car businesses just to get traders policies to put everything on them so I had to prove what I did who I was and yeah. for a, a number of weeks before I could get my traders policy that was the hardest thing um also time managing I think as well um especially when you're doing everything yourself yeah so being a single mum and having my own business and working on my own it's really hard to juggle and you know spread my time out wisely because I mean if I don't work I don't get paid mm-hmm. if I don't get paid I can't take my daughter out so, like, now it's a school holiday. She's going to expect to go and do stuff as well. But for me to take a day off, I'm not going to get paid for it. <laughs> You'll be spending so, money, not getting money. 100%. Yeah. So now I have to plan my time. So I try to do at least one thing a week with her. That in my head's planned. I know what I need to do. And so as long as there's no spanners thrown into the works that throw me off course, yeah. I'll figure it out. Um, why do you think the motor trade is such a male-dominated field? I have no idea. I don't know why. I don't know why more women don't get into it. I don't know why you wouldn't want to get into it. Yeah. I, you know, you all all women drive cars. We probably drive the most amount of cars on the road than men. I've got to be honest. Um, so why don't you know more about your car? Why don't you feel more confident about your car? You know, yeah. why? maybe they just don't want to get dirty. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think of. Uh, but I mean, I love getting dirty. And it's <laughs> wicked. I'm, I'm always filthy. Yeah. I think maybe also I mean when I was at school I never saw mechanics as a, an option no. it was never given to me at school like it was um it was always health and social care hairdresser hairdresser yeah child minding um when else did to do uh, oh waitressing you know those are all the, from the top of my head those are the ones that I could think of that, that, that were given to me no one ever says to me oh why don't you go and work on a formula one team and travel the world those are the options yeah. out there though do you know what I mean That's so I, I try my best to get into as many schools as I can so that young girls especially see it as an option yeah it's about education right 100%. from yeah. from young though a lot of people say to me you should get into secondary schools you know for when, they're, when they're about to leave school no because it's too late then Primary schools is where you want to get into. I'm always preaching at my daughter's primary school. I'm, I'm always in there doing road safety or I'm doing something in there that puts me on the map for when people say, because when everyone goes up to my daughter now, they're like, oh, your mum's the mechanic. Yeah. Your mum's the mechanic. That's wicked. Yeah. It's like your mum's the fighter pilot. Your mum's a fireman, fire lady. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just you you need to get in at a nice young age to instill it into their head that you can do anything you want to do. And um, what do you think 
other garages obviously you work by yourself but what do you would you say to garages that are trying to diversify their businesses why would you not want to diverse yeah you would why would you not yeah. you know we're coming into it's a different world now it's a different time now you need to you need to open your doors and you know if you have more women in there that know what they're talking about they're not just the women on the on the counters and as much as they do a great job you know booking people in i started booking people in in an old job that's where i started out you know that is great and at least you've got your foot in the door but promote women to work there you know we have a better we're a bit more empathetic we're a bit more uh meticulous and i do think we have a better relationship when we're talking woman on woman than when we're talking man on woman that's yeah. just the way it is you just feel more comfortable 100 percent. yeah yeah because a lot of women might not even know how to change a tire no and then i try to when i explain something i try to explain it how you would maybe understand it and i don't do it in a patronizing no. way i do it in a fun way yeah like and i i just explain your car like like it's your body yeah. and that's the only way i can use this way and if there was more women in the workshop then younger girls and women that want to do that would see it as an option as well the more women that get into the trade the more people will see that this is something that you can do and it just oh it'd be wicked it just break down barriers and walls and i just it'd be awesome yeah um and what would you say to people who claim that women don't want to be mechanics well it's a lie isn't it i want to i want to be a mechanic and i am a mechanic and that is what i do and that's what i wanted to do and that's the goal i set out to be and since i started the amount of women that i have contact me to say they want to get into the trade is just untrue it's like it's amazing and i do find that most of the women that do contact me are not older women but more mature say my age like i'm in my 40s i started in my 30s and when i was in my 30s i was getting 30 40 50 year old women saying do you know i always wanted to be a mechanic at school yeah i always wanted to do that well, I can't do it now. You know, crack yeah. on. I started it. Late. I didn't start it late. I started my business late, but I was into cars at an early age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, why not? Yeah, and if they'd have had a female mechanic come see them in school, they would have seen it as an option. Exactly. It's like a cycle. A bit, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm... It, like, I feel like as a girl in the trade, I have a public service to make sure that every other woman in the trade gets into schools. And that should... It should be like something on our belt that's what we do and like an ambassador for women in the trade yeah, and you love doing it I love, oh i love going into schools <laughs> like I've, yeah. gone, I've gone into primary schools and i've gone in with um brake pipe yeah and i've taught like six and seven year old kids how to flare brake pipes with a flaring tool and then i bent it so it's like a little key ring and then they'd go home and with their mum and dad and they'd say oh, this lady came in today and showed us how to make brake pipes and they've, they've got something to show yeah and that, they'll always know that that lady mechanic that came in i just it's an easy win. A brake pipe cost me nothing. Yeah. It's what, £15 for a massive roll. And because it's such a visual job as well, it's yeah. easy to show people how cool it's it just, is. It, I was trying to, I was buzzing my brains. I thought, I, I want to do something with them. I don't want to stand there talking. Because, I mean, I have a very low attention span, as do you. <laughs> yeah. So if I sit there listening to someone just chat about something I have absolutely no idea about, I would fall asleep myself. Um, but if you, if I'm a doer, so if you give me something to do, I'll pick it up really quick. I've got one last question for you. Um, what advice would you give to any young girls or older women or anyone who wants to go into the trade? My advice is to just to do it. Just don't do think it. about it. Just do it. Don't, don't, what's the word? Procrastinate. Don't do it. Just, if you want to do it and you love it and you enjoy it, no matter what it is, whether it's cars, whether it's anything, if you've got an interest in it, just do it. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Don't let anyone tell you, oh, you don't want to do that. When I first, Dirty, yeah. yeah, I mean, my mum my is my biggest critique, but in a good way. Like when I first started out, she's like, but you haven't got any qualifications in it. You can't do someone's car. Mum, I know I can do it and I know I'm good at it. And she's like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? So I did it and then I got my qualifications later on. 
There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. But yeah, why not? Why not do it? Why not do it? That's the million dollar question, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Louise is someone who obviously loves her job and thinks she found it quite perplexing that more women don't want to do it because she loves getting her hands dirty. She loves getting under a car and she loves all of it, really. Yeah, I think her, her enthusiasm there really, really came across. Really yeah. Passion for the yeah. job. Another thing that came across was actually her dedication. And this is in another clip that I wanted to show you, Kieran. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's take a listen. So when I first started out, I, it's no secret, right, that I would have, let's say I've done a, a lower arm on a car. I, I've been known to sneak out at like two, three o'clock in the morning, back to my customer's house and got under my floor, under the floor, under the car, to just double check that I'd pinched the wheel bolts up. Because it's just pure paranoia. When you first start out, you're just constantly overthinking. And I'd, I'd get asleep worrying that I'd not pinch something up or I'd not talk something up or I'd not mark something. And I'd just, I'd panic. So I'd literally have to go out and I'd go out there with a breaker bar and I'd pinch the wheels up and the customer would be fast asleep in bed, none the wiser. But it was perfectly fine. I'd done everything I was supposed to do, but I'd just constantly second-guess myself. And I suppose now, I'd still do it a little bit, but nowhere near as much as I did when I first started. It's confidence. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the recorder out specifically to record her telling me that story while she was under a car because I just I just thought it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We had to get that down, recorded. <laughs> yeah. um, that's incredible. And uh, probably quite symptomatic, yeah, of, it, it's the confidence thing, I guess. Yeah, especially being a woman, we struggle with confidence like everyone else, but, yeah, it, it rung true to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, well, I, e- e- even myself, you know, sometimes... Um, We'll go back and check things. Probably not at two or three o'clock in the morning, but uh, yeah, definitely time after I've I've meant to finish it, meant to have put it to bed, and uh, yeah, you just come back to it because I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or whether you just want a a perfectionist thing. I don't know. Oh, I am a definitely a perfectionist. So. I've noticed, Freya. That's why yeah. we keep you. That's why we keep you hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well. Uh, if that's everything, I think let's, uh, let's go over and see what Tom Henman has to yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Over to you, Tom. Guys, thank you very much. Great insight there from Louise, illustrating the importance of customer service and desire to go the extra mile. As always, it's great to be behind the microphone and share what I've been up to in the world of professional motor factor. I was down at a Sundrent's Brands Hatch in June for American Speed Fest, as were several PMF readers, judging by the pictures, comments, messages I received on LinkedIn to support our friends Calimax and JLM Lubricants. We ran a competition in the magazine earlier in the year. We invited a reader and a guest to join Mike Schlupp, Calimax's managing director, the Mickle Motorsport team and myself to see what motorsport is like behind the scenes, particularly during a race weekend. Hospitality included a presentation of goodies presented to Jamie and Dom based at the Saffron Walden branch of Motorparts Direct while they were also offered the chance to sit in the cockpit and experience the view from Mike's Legends car. I think the pair were surprised at how little the drivers can see and how snug they are while sat behind the wheel. There were photo opportunities and plenty of refreshment to keep the pair going. It was a hot day after all. I was able to steal Mike for a minute too. I was curious to learn how he combined his love of motorsport with running the day-to-day business of Calamax, as well as discover where his passion for the sport came from. Mike? Over to you. I've always been a petrol head and a motorsport fan. Around 10 years ago, I got involved with John Mickle following a chance meeting at a networking event. And this led to me, or Casey, sponsoring John in the year that he won both the UK and the World Legends Championships, which was a result. 
he had a spare car and suggested I have a go. So I completed my ARDS race license test, got a suit and a helmet and entered a race at Brands Hatch. I knew the circuit from track days I'd done there and I thought that I'd know what I was doing and I'd either end up loving it or scaring myself senseless. It turns out racing a car is completely different and not very easy compared to track days, but I still loved it, scared myself a bit too. I've learned a lot and managed to get myself up to a decent level, but it's a bit like golf. The closer you get to a perfect round, the further away it seems, but it's still fun trying. Luckily, I have a great team at Calimex that look after the day-to-day running of the business, which allows me to take the time to attend race meetings around the country. Uh, of course, we're promoting our brands, K-Seal, Quicksteel and JLM, so we'll often have guests to events, or I end up talking to like-minded petrol heads about our various products. It's definitely a, a mixture of work and fun, which is ideal. I'm also increasingly focused now on my son Ollie's racing career, who's currently competing in the same Legend series as me, uh, and beating me uh, comprehensively. He has a lot more talent and a lot less fear, and he's already challenging seasoned racers in just his second full season of racing. I'd like to thank Mickle Motorsport and Mike in particular for being fantastic sports and accommodating us. Motorsport is a frantic arena, but we were made to feel welcome by everybody. While a lot of people are heading off or indeed on their summer holidays already, the industry is showing no signs of lounging on the sunbed. The September issue of Professional Motor Factor is looking busy, with many companies looking to increase their awareness and broadcast important messages to the readership. If you've not read a copy before, why not head over to pmfmag.co.uk and look through the magazine's archive. The combined July-August issue, for example, includes interviews from Alliance Automotive Group, Auto Air Gloucester and Javaji Auto Factors. All three articles, I think, have come to life thanks to the fantastic characters behind them. It's part of what makes our industry a pulsating one to work in. Frey and Kieran, back to you. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Great stuff there. And thank you, Freya. Uh, I think you've got potential. Thank you so much. (laughs) A special thanks to Borg Warner for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, our listener. Uh, Next episode, we'll be speaking to the aftermarket's favourite numbers man, the one and only Quinton Lehatet. Make sure to tune in. See you then. Bye.